When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's my honor and pleasure to introduce Bill Belichick. Well, thank you. Um, I'm thrilled to be part of this organization and lead this team. All I really am about is trying to win football games. And it's good! And the Patriots are Super Bowl! Yes, it's a dynasty. For me, still the most important thing is the game. Building and working together as a football team. And I enjoy that part of it the most. Mm, welcome back into First Take. Mina Kimes joining us now. Dan Orlovsky back here with us. And Mina, obviously, huge day with Nick Saban stepping down at Alabama and uh, Bill Belichick in the New England Patriots parting ways. Mina, I want to get your reaction. We haven't heard you on this. Yeah, you know, Molly, um, obviously this has been rumored for a while, still doesn't make it any less jarring just to see this headline. Obviously, um, Belichick's record is without rival. Uh, He is the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. For me, what's uh, interesting and perhaps debatable, though, is whether or not this was the right decision, especially after it was reported that Belichick was open to potentially ceding GM responsibility because to me, that's where his biggest failures in recent years were. That's arguably, and I think the biggest reason why the Patriots haven't had success in the post-Tom Brady era. It's the drafts and the free agent decisions over the last several years. So when I heard Belichick might be open to giving that up, I thought that was a path to New England holding on to him, perhaps bringing in more outside voices to help with the offense. But, you know, the defense has been excellent in recent years. And of course, his tenure uh, speaks for itself. So if I was a Patriots fan, frankly, I'd be a little bit disappointed that the two sides weren't able to work out some sort of compromise, um, even if, you know, a fresh start might end up working out for both sides. All right, uh, Stephen A., I'll come to you on this, and I want to transition here a little bit because obviously we're talking about two goats, two best friends, but Belichick and Saban stepping down in the last 24 hours. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. Like you said, maybe a bit of destiny there. Both are incredible. Uh, so this is a difficult question, but which coach do you believe will be remembered as the greater coach? Is it Nick Saban or Bill Belichick? And I realize this is a very challenging question. It's not challenging for me. I would tell you it's Nick Saban. Um, that's not in any way to cast any kind of aspersions on on Bill Belichick and what he's accomplished um, and the detail to the level of excellence that uh, went into everything that he did. Um, I think it's uh, one of the things that we have to recognize, and, and there's no easy way to slice this. Dan, uh, Mina, let's just call it what it is. If you take into account the reports that have been out there the last few days, and what is happening today and what is scheduled to transpire, I think it's clear that Bill Belichick wanted to stay and Mr. Kraft wanted to move in a different direction. 
because obviously you heard the reports about how Will, uh, Bill Belichick was willing to cede, uh, you know, uh, responsibilities uh, in terms of being the GM, evaluating and picking the players and just coach. But clearly Mr. Kraft felt otherwise, and that explains why, you know, you're just letting him go out there and be a free agent coach, even though he's under contract, as opposed to seeking compensation from another team. You're not doing that. You're letting him go because you know he still wants to coach and he still wanted to be there. Well, why would you do that? Because as Tom Brady departed, what have you done? You've had three losing seasons in four years, one playoff appearance in four years. That might have something to do do with it and the level of success that Bill Belichick has been able to enjoy not to take anything away from him because it's more than just a quarterback that goes with a football team and to be an overseer responsible for everything there's a lot to be said about that but the reality is it is inescapable to point out or negligent to, to, to fail to point out that the success came with Tom Brady as his quarterback even though there was one winning season with Matt Castle once Tom Brady got injured the vast majority of the success, the chunk of the success came with Tom Brady as his quarterback. You juxtapose that with Nick Saban. Look at the multitude of quarterbacks, the multitude of programs competing in the SEC, the number one football conference in America, understanding what you have to do on a year-in, year-out basis. I already read the numbers to you. 10-plus winning seasons, 16 straight years, a 1-17 and 18 record in SEC competition over 17 years, along with six national titles, a 201 and 29 record overall. I mean, are you kidding me? I look at all of those things and how the college football landscape has changed, having to go out there and recruit, having to get players, different players, you know, every couple of years or so, constantly retooling and still being a perennial national championship contender. No matter how much the game has changed, you were still the standard. Um, I can't say enough about Nick Saban. I get what Bill Belichick brings to the table, and I know the greatness is the greatness. No doubt about it. But there's greatness in Nick Saban, too. And I'm going to roll with that. Tough answer. I'm going to go with Bill Belichick. Um... A couple of reasons why. One, to do it at the professional level when salary cap matters and more often than not, your yeah. best player is making more money than you. And in, the, in that world, getting those guys to be the – I mean, the Patriots were for 20 years the example of selfless football. You, you, you had so many guys that you got on your football team to become more detail-oriented than anybody else. And to play – out of respect for Coach Saban, Coach Saban, more often than not, had the most talented team in college football every single week that they played. I don't know if we could say that over the consistency of Coach Belichick's 24 years. Now, they usually won most of their games because of the out-coaching or out-playing. A couple of things I said before, 17-0 in the playoffs – when it comes to having won the turnover margin. If you made a mistake, he was the coach that was going to beat you. Um, I, I think this as well. To win those Super Bowls, who Coach Belichick beat? I don't remember all of the people that he beat, but we have to remember they beat Sean McVay when Sean McVay had taken the NFL by storm. They had the greatest comeback in the history of the Super Bowl. They beat the greatest show on turf um, in the Los Angeles Rams or the St. Yeah. Louis Rams, excuse me. Mina probably knows the other three times that they won that are, are kind of making me miss and forget. But the teams that they beat and the people that they beat to win those championships Super Bowl-wise, 
I think is one of those differentiators that puts Coach Belichick over the top. Yeah, I mean, the Rams Super Bowl, the recent one uh, in 2019, was a defensive masterpiece. It actually, you know, laid out the blueprint that the rest of the league followed the next season, which is why Sean McVay completely changed the offense, arguably it changed the direction of the NFL. And I think that's why I tend to side with Dan here. Um, when I look at the track record of Super Bowls, would Bill Belichick have had the success without Tom Brady? Absolutely not. But would Tom Brady have had all of those Super Bowls without Bill Belichick? Probably not either, because some of them were won on the backs of incredible defensive performances and game plans. And to me, it really is the sustained success over so many years that is near impossible to achieve in the NFL. That, frankly, I don't think we will ever see again. It is a testament to... Um, Tom Brady's greatness, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, but also Bill Belichick's program building, the roster construction until recently, the way he drafted and developed players. Um, some of those offenses changed as well over the years. You remember the in 2007, Dan, when they basically revolutionized the spread in the NFL. I mean, yeah. it, he has overseen so many different eras of football and done it at such a high level. I do feel like right now at this moment, there's a little bit of Recency bias may be creeping into how we think about his career in England. I understand we're comparing him to Saban, so that's a very high bar. The last couple of years have been bad. But even in these last couple of years, the defense has still been great. Um, I have no doubt that he can continue to coach at an extremely high level. Because of that, he just made a grievous error when it came to coaching. I think it's probably the biggest mistake of his career with the offensive coordinators last year. And then a bunch of missteps in terms of drafting offensive players. Mm-hmm. We'll have much more from Mina and Dan in just a moment, but right now I want to head to New England because Patriots insider Mike Reese, who broke this story along with Adam Schefter, is there at the facility in Foxborough standing by. Mike, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Obviously, it's been a busy 24 hours for you and beyond. What's it like right now at the Patriots facility, if you can take us behind the curtain? Molly, right here, and I would say the one word that stands out is surreal. There are certain times you come into the facility and it just feels incredibly different. The last time it felt like this, I would say it was the day Tom Brady announced that he wasn't coming back to the Patriots because there's just a few people that are in that category of pillars to the Patriots Championship Foundation that when you know they're not going to be around anymore, it just feels different. And I had some players reach out, some people who work for the team reach out, and some of the responses were, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I thought there was a chance he would be back. Maybe they could fix the offense. Others said, I'm just sad. You know, I felt like it was probably time. Uh, the, the organization needs some new energy, but it's still sad. And, and so I think, Molly, a mix of emotions here in Foxborough. Mike, appreciate you being on the show, buddy. Let me ask you this question. I remember years ago, uh, when Tom Brady was departing, obviously there were people on the outside uh, that had been given the impression he was being pushed out because essentially Bill Belichick had been wanted to move in a different direction. And it was bittersweet because you, you understood, you felt like it was time, but in the same breath that he was being pushed out to some degree. We sit here today and there are going to be people on the outside that feels Bill Belichick is being pushed out on the inside because you're there. 
What's the feeling? Yeah. It's one thing to feel like somebody's walking away on their own. Somebody's retiring. It's time. It's another thing entirely where the impression is, OK, we're nudging you in a different direction because we need to move in a different direction. What's the feeling like inside there? Stephen, I think it depends who you talk to. You know, there are some people that say to me, for everything he's accomplished for the Patriots, he should be able to coach here for as long as he wants. And then there's others inside the organization that say, look, using Bill's own sort of philosophy, where if you don't produce, it's a bottom line business, we're moving on from you. And the production, as you, you know, has been noted here in this conversation, the last couple years hasn't been to the Patriots' standard. So it's truly a mix, Stephen A., you know, in terms of how people view this thing. Uh, but one thing that everyone views similarly is that they'll never be another Bill Belichick in Foxborough. Absolutely. And Mike, again, at SportsCenter, will be covering the press conference live here on ESPN right after us at noon Eastern. And Mike, let me say, you have done a tremendous job covering this team and Bill Belichick for all, for all these the years. And, Mike, the and Mike also doesn't age, but I mean, no, that's not part of the conversation. <laughs> uh, Mike, thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's the end of an era in Bama as Nick Saban announced his retirement yesterday, releasing a statement saying, quote, the University of Alabama has been a very special place to Terry and me. We have enjoyed every minute of our 17 years being the head coach at Alabama, as well as becoming a part of the Tuscaloosa community. It is not just about how many games we won and lost, but it's about the legacy and how we went about it. We always tried to do it the right way. The goal was always to help players create more value for their future, be the best player they could be, and be more successful in life because they were a part of the program. Hopefully, we have done that, and we will always consider Alabama our home. On that note, we bring in a new voice. We got our guy, Desmond How. Hey, Desmond, before we start, go blue, baby, hail. I saw I saw you in that tweet up there with Stephen A. I know you're having a good time. Congratulations there. Uh, okay, Dan Orlowski back here with us too. Des, talk to me. Um, before we get to Saban, though, obviously huge news with Belichick parting ways with New England. What were your thoughts on that this morning? Well, Molly, I'm glad you mentioned the national championship because I was in the midst of celebrating the national championship that my Wolverines won Monday night. And then – all hell broke loose versus Pete Carroll. Then yes. last night, Nick Saban. And I didn't know what happened to Nick Saban. I just keep getting these Saban estimation points. And then I said, oh, he retired. 
And Belichick, listen, Belichick has been just one of the coaches in, in NFL that I've had tremendous respect for for many years. I mean, he was on staff with the New England Patriots. We played them, played them in the Super Bowl. And he's just been a guy, every time I've seen him, he's been so respectful. Um, I remember one time he was speaking and he was trying to rush out and he saw me and he embraced me and took a picture with my twins. And what he's meant to football, I don't even know if you can really quantify it because he's just been that impactful, that special. Obviously, uh, with Belichick and Tom Brady, those two were just uh, pre pretty much unbeatable. Amazing two guys who they, they, to me, epitomize what it means to be disciplined in your profession. And that's why it works so well with both of them. Two strong-minded individuals bringing out the best in each other. But man, Bill Belichick, what he meant to football and sports in general, he's one of those guys that NBA coaches, MLB coaches, of course, college coaches, all of them wanted to pick his brain to see if they can get just some nugget of wisdom to help their teams because that guy is like the master. So to see him, I guess, leaving um, New England or parting ways with New England is bittersweet. But it doesn't mean, guys, right, that he's completely done coaching football, just done coaching football with the Patriots, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we heard that from Adam Schefter. There's not just the seven head coaching vacancies. There's also the teams that are in the playoffs that have top quarterbacks that could make a change. So that'll be interesting to see. But it seems like that's not something that'll happen very quickly. Des, back to you on this. Nick Saban, retiring. What were your thoughts on this? Were you surprised by the timing? <laughs> I, I was surprised and it, it, because I think that a lot of people thought he would be back just because of the way, you know, he they made the exit in the uh, college football playoff. They lost to Michigan in overtime in the Rose Bowl. Instant classic. It was a thriller. But you would think, okay, he's going to be back because, you know, he want, he's Nick Saban. So I was actually surprised. And Nick is a guy who many people don't know this, but Nick and I go back to high school. When Nick was coaching, he was the assistant coach, defensive coordinator up in East Lansing with Michigan State. He recruited me down in Cleveland, Ohio. And he tells a story today about how he would come down to St. Joe's and we had like this nasty, muddy field and, uh, and how the weather was just terrible because we were right there on the lake. But he respected the program because he knew that our coach at the time, Bill Gutbrod, he produced, he produced tough-minded individuals. And when you think of Nick Saban, he's a tough-minded coach. Um, he wants to hold his players accountable. But beyond that, He's one of those coaches who really wants the best for his players. Like, he wants them to think big picture. And because of his approach, I've always had just a tremendous amount of respect for him since he recruited me in high school, since I've covered him at Alabama, at LSU, and since he's joined game day on numerous occasions as a, um, as a guest um, host. So Nick Saban is a, a man who I've had just a, a tremendous amount of respect for, what he meant to the game, again, another one of the greatest coaches of all time in any sport. Mm, well said. Well said, Des. And it's a day of celebration. You know, it, partly sad, you know, when you, when you hear it because you're like, man, you know it's over. But it really is a day of celebration. I think he's the greatest coach of all time. Um, I think he's the greatest messenger of all time. And we've talked about the accomplishments of him as a head coach and what he did at Alabama. I think we also have to – 
talk about what he did for the, the players as people and the coaches' careers he resurrected as well. As many wins as Coach Saban acquired and is a part of, the wins that he has off the field and the development, and, and I think he's changed the way that we look at athletes and the way that we talk about athletes and the way that we you know, kind of view the athlete as a person. I think that's the, the biggest part of his resume. And again, the coach's careers that he's resurrected, it almost became a joke. Desmond knows this better than I, of like, hey, this coach was here. They're fired. They go to Alabama to resurrect their career, and then they end up somewhere better in a situation. And it, it wasn't a joke. It became a reality. But it became one of those things that – hey, if you really want to go rebuild your coaching career, go in some capacity, be a part of Alabama, and it'll be the best thing that happened to you. And I think that is, is going to be one of his greatest resume kind of bullet points was wins for sure, but the impact on people is tremendous. I'm going to say something, yeah. and I'll, <clears throat> I, I, I'm just got to be real and authentic with it because that's just, that's just how I am. Um, when you're talking about their records, their accomplishments, Dan, Dez, I get it. And certainly that is something that we have to celebrate because they're two of the greatest coaches we've ever seen in our lifetime. But on this particular day, whereas it is a celebration for Nick Saban, I don't view it the same way with Bill Belichick because I think Bill Belichick still wanted to stay in New England. And I think that ultimately he's having to do something he really didn't want to do but he's receptive to because he's about accountability. If we know what we've seen from New England over the last couple of years at the very least, it's pretty unacceptable. Then think about who we're talking about here. Who would, who would know it better than Nick Saban? Think about what he's accomplished. Yeah. Think about all the work he puts in. Think about the commitment, the dedication, what the final results have, uh, have, have, have reaped. Think about all of those things. And then think about him having to look in the mirror fresh off of a, you know, a four-win season. That's tough. And so, again, we can celebrate him in terms of his resume, his accomplishments, his greatness. No doubt we can revere this man because he was so phenomenal. And we still believe that he is in some respects, particularly if he gets in the right situation with a quarterback. But I think we need to remember that this is a day they're just class personified and they're handling it right. But all indications point to Bill Belichick wanted to stay. Dez, and Mr. Kraft before, is before, something otherwise. Before you jump in there, let me just push back on that really quick, though, Stephen A. I, I agree with the sentiment that you're saying, but I think this might be one of those situations where it's a blessing in disguise. We know he'll potentially catch Don Shula, sure. and I don't know if he'd get another Super Bowl in New England with the current situation. And no, now if he could potentially get one of these teams with a real quarterback that's in the playoffs and they take a chance on him. No, I'm just saying for his legacy, when we look at his legacy cemented, don't get me wrong, no. but when we look at the Tom Brady, how he went and, and won on his zone if Bill's to talking. do that this I, 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 I think I'm talking about him the right thing but Molly I'm talking Molly I'm talking about him I get what you're coming from yeah. and as we look for, or from a, from the periphery yeah but he who is a born winner who's a mm -hmm. six-time champion as a head coach he who literally uh, uh, some would say he invented the word account accountability for crying out loud as yeah. dogged as he was about that he has to look at himself and see that the New England Patriots as an organization is saying it's time to move on. Just a couple of days ago, there were reports he wants to stay and he's willing to and he's willing to cede, you know, responsibilities as the GM. Think about that for a second. We can look at it that way. How's he looking at it? 
Yeah, that's fair. Des? Yeah. Let's let Des get in yeah. here. Go ahead, Des. Yeah, no, I, I agree with uh, with Stephen A. As far as like the departure, I do think, like I said earlier, he'd get a chance at, a, at another um, at another team, and he'd probably coach again. And he's one of the greatest coaches that we've ever seen. I want to piggyback on what Dan said about Nick Saban. Though one of the things I really loved about Nick Saban was to watch his teams during the off season, and he would bring in various speakers, and he would be sitting front and center. Always taking notes, no matter who the speaker was, always trying to learn, trying to get better, and showing them by example that you never want to rest on your laurels. You never want to be content. You want to make, you want to get at least 1% better every day. And he showed that by bringing in various speakers, letting his team hear different stories, different perspectives from different people who were extremely successful in whatever endeavors life held for them. So the, the way that he approached, to me, the big picture with these student athletes, I always respected that about Nick Saban. I always looked, looked on Instagram or social media, and I would say, okay, it's the offseason. Let's see who Nick Saban brings in to speak to his, his team, and let's see what message they receive because he understands the big picture. Yeah, Des, you talking about that don't, even makes me smile because we, we know that's like a real thing in, in life, you know, and, and I think, again, those two coaches epitomize that. One thing on Coach Belichick, I don't think he's chasing a quarterback. I do think he ch coaches again in the NFL. I do not believe he's chases a, chasing a quarterback. He built the greatest run ever without a superstar at quarterback. Tom, Tom Brady ended up being the greatest quarterback ever. Um, for me, the last thing I'm going to say about the situation is they're two great coaches. They're two of the greatest leaders ever. I have, for years now, written down some of my favorite messages that both of them have shared. Number one, there's no secrets to success. I think both of those guys drill that home, and we all can take that. Number two, every day matters. That's kind of what Dez is talking about with the messaging that Coach Saban does with his players. Number three, discipline is the foundation to success. Mm. Not talent, not motivation, but daily discipline. And four, and it's probably my favorite one, excellence has a price. Most of us want excellence. We're just scared of it. And I think both of these coaches – had a unique way of removing that fear from their players so those people and players started to pay that price for excellence. And I think some of those messages and lessons are impactful, important for all of us. All walks of life. Yeah, they're phenomenal. And yeah. it's a mindset and it's a lifestyle and it's consistency and resiliency. Absolutely. Uh, Des? I, Great I, to I have got, you I with us. I got somebody want to say hi to you guys right quick. I got yeah? somebody want to say hi. I want to say hi. You see my guy? RC, always working. Hey, Des, Des, do me a favor. Ask, ask Ryan if he's going to be in studio tomorrow. Is he coming to Seaport? RC, RC, he left. He left the office. He left. Hold on, let me see. RC. Yeah, he left the office. <laughs> you're, you're good. All right, Dez, again, congrats on your Michigan Wolverines. Go Blue. And uh, Thank thanks for Thank being you. with us this Thank morning. You. Go Blue. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. 
Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. It's the biggest news in the NFL today. Breaking news, that is. Adam Schefter and Mike Reese both reporting that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots have agreed to part ways after 24 seasons in six championships. What a legacy. What a treat to witness their greatness. Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick will address the media today at Noon Eastern Sports Center. We'll have that for you right here on ESPN after us. On that note, we welcome in Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky back here with us. Marcus, top of the morning to you. No time for pleasantries. We're all business today, sir. <laughs> Tell me, what's your reaction to the Patriots and Belichick parting ways? Yeah, listen, this it's always shocking to hear because you've seen the amount of success in 24 years in one place when somebody is departing. Um, it's, it's different, and it comes with a lot of emotion and a lot of thoughts. Uh, but I think the reflection on Bill Belichick's time in New England is about how much he won, how much he changed the landscape of the NFL and what other organizations wanted to emulate. Now, it's hard to emulate that when you don't have Tom Brady, but there were a lot of things structurally in this organization that I know for a fact a lot of organizations tried to emulate and kind of expound on. Um, but but Belichick will be remembered as the greatest coach of all time because of six Super Bowl titles, the tremendous amount of success he had in seasons when he didn't even win uh, Super Bowl titles. And then New England, like this, this franchise and organization became synonymous with being the standard because of who he was. When you talk mm -hmm. to players that played there, yeah, it was tough and it was a different way that they went about things, but the expectation was to win. And I know we start seasons out and we come on television and we talk about teams with the opportunities to win and you know what the goal is throughout the season. The goal for New England for the majority of Bill Belichick's career was to win a Super Bowl. Nothing else. 
And that's not a reality for every organization in the NFL every year, even though they'll lie and tell you that. But for this guy to have a run he had with the expectations that were mounted, it's just going to be remembered as the greatest run of all time and the greatest coach of all time. Marcus, uh, obviously you played for the other GOAT in college football who made major news in the last 24 hours. Yeah. That would be Nick Saban at LSU. You won a national championship with him. You also covered the SEC for quite some time. What's your best Saban story that you can share with us on television? <laughs> um, we were on, I think it was the Capital One Bowl um, my junior year. No, actually, it was after we won the national championship my junior year. And we were going um, we were going somewhere, man. And we were on the bus, and I was talking to him because this was when the rumors had started about him leaving for the NFL. And, you know, I was like, Coach, what's up? What you doing? And we had a couple guys that left early as juniors, Michael Clayton, um, my former teammate that passed away, Marquise Hill, who actually played for the New England Patriots. But... Um, I asked him, I said, if you leaving, I'm leaving. And he was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to see it through with my babies was his response. And he looked at us that way, that 2001 recruiting class that came into LSU. Cause he told us flat out, you guys are going to change the trajectory of how people think about this school. That was his message throughout for a lot of us. And I just remember sitting on that bus and it's hard to trust people in this industry, especially when you start talking about coaching, you start talking about money, opportunities that present themselves. I was I was heavily thinking, considering Miami and Bush Davis left and went to the Cleveland Browns after having conversations with them about him not leaving to go to the NFL. Um, but Nick Saban told me on the bus, he said, I'm going to see this through with you guys. And he was a man of his word. His character has always rung loudly with me. And for him to turn down an opportunity and put it on hold for one year for us as players who would have been fine either way, but we wouldn't have had our coach is yep. the story that really resonates with me and tells you about the true character of who he is, which lets me know that this decision was very difficult to lead them young men's faces and tell them that he was going to wrap it up and go into retirement. Yeah, and Stephen A., before you jump in here, uh, Dan had just told me, which I find very interesting, Nick Saban was the one that switched you, Marcus, from tight end to defense, and we all know yep. the rest is history, and you went on to have a wonderful NFL career. Stephen A.? Were you surprised that he decided to retire yesterday, Marcus? And by the way, do you believe that's permanent? Do you believe that's permanent, or, or, or he might end up in the NFL? What are your thoughts? <laughs> one, I think it's permanent, S.A., but I was absolutely surprised. Dan and I had just got off NFL Live, and I talked about the competitive nature of Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, and Pete Carroll. And I just did not believe that he would leave after losing in the semifinals of a college football playoff. But I think the landscape got him. And I've been hearing you guys talk about it um, more so of the transfer portal to NIL. He's always been a big proponent of players being able to maximize their earning potential and opportunities at the advantages that football provides. Shoot, when he was recruiting me at LSU, he told me, don't make a four-year decision, make a 40-year decision. So he's always had that part in mind. But I think the term, the, the turbulence of how you have to recruit players and co what comes with it was a part of this decision. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by it. I was taken aback. You, you, you've heard rumors of this for years, that it was always going to be something potentially happening in the offseason. So you're still taken aback that it actually happened. I think the great thing is this. I still believe he's going to be a part of our college football life. I, I know he's not going to be the head coach at Alabama, 
but hopefully he continues to be a part maybe at this network of college football and the fabric of it on a weekly basis. Marcus, we got to go to break, and you have one word, one word. I want you to answer this, okay? Harder to replace, Saban or Belichick? Nick Saban. There we go. That was two words. You should have just said Saban, but I'll take it. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back to the major news of the day. Uh, Saban and Belichick are not the only shockers in the last 24 hours. Yesterday, the Seahawks announced that Pete Carroll would no longer be the head coach. Carroll won five division titles and took them to the Super Bowl twice, winning once. Mina Kimes back here with us. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Mina, what are your thoughts on Pete Carroll no longer being the head coach? It's sad, but understandable. Sad because Pete's record in Seattle, it's unbelievable. We talked about Belichick and how hard it is to succeed over many years in the modern NFL. Pete Carroll did that as well, winning as coach in the history of the franchise. Incredible leader, uh, coached one of the greatest defenses of all time. It's understandable, however, because the current defense has really struggled now been below average for about six years, culminating this season in a defensive meltdown against Stephen A. Steelers, by the way, when they had a chance to clinch the division. Uh, and despite the fact that they've invested a lot of resources into that defense, picking five overall this year, taking Devin Witherspoon, the trades for Jamal Adams, Leonard Williams, none of it seemed to fix this defensive problem. And Pete was given the opportunity for several years to try to turn it around and couldn't. Um, could backfire. He is still a great coach. But when you look at the record of the defense, I, I understand the decision as much as it hurts watching him walk away. I understand it as well. I completely agree with you, Mina, and I'm a, I completely agree with you that it's sad because he is a great coach and he's a Super Bowl champion and we know what he brought to the table. Now, whether it was Russell Wilson audibling on his own or he was instructed to by Pete Carroll and Daryl Bevel for what, what will be infamous in franchise history is not giving the ball a beast mode at the half-yard line and, th- and, and throwing the damn football. And that's certainly something that's a blemish because that was the beginning of the end for the Legion of Boom thereafter. And we all get that. But in the end, the man could coach and the man was a motivator. And you could tell he was a player's coach no matter. You you look at him and you hear about Nick Saban, he's 71. Yeah. Bill Belichick's going to be 72. Well, Pete Carroll's right up there with them. But you don't you don't think about it because yeah. he's so ener- he's so energized all the daggone time. It, it's like he walks around with that youthful enthusiasm. I give him a lot of credit. It's, it's a tremendous thing. And I think what makes it all so sad is that it appears that he still wanted to and was willing to coach. And it was a decision not 
left up to him per se. And you certainly don't want that to be the case. We're lamenting that with, uh, you know, with Bill Belichick, but it's coming off a four-win season. In the case of Seattle, they were challenging for a playoff spot. And to see this situation develop with Pete Carroll, it was quite surprising and, and, and a bit sad because there is something. You understand it. You're not blaming the organization. Let's yeah. move in a different direction. But in the same breath, you also find yourself saying oh, he deserves a little better. You know, you sort of you sort of leave feeling that way to some degree. That's all. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Both of these coaches, you, you wish they could go out on their own terms. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. All right, back here on First Take. Obviously a huge 24 hours here at ESPN with Nick Saban retiring in Alabama and the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick parting ways. We will have Patriots press conference in just moments where both owner Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick will speak live about their mutual parting of ways. SportsCenter will be carrying that for you right here on ESPN. Stephen A., before we say goodbye, any final thoughts on today? Um... You know, it's 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 hard. I mean, I don't I don't feel this is a day of celebration, um, and maybe that's because of us. I'm gonna miss Nick Saban. You know, I'm a I'm a Nick Saban fan. It wasn't about Alabama. It was about him. I'm a huge Nick Saban fan, and and to know that he's not gonna be on the sidelines for Alabama next season uh, is something that saddens me. I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss seeing him on those sidelines. In the case of Bill Belichick. Um, I hate to see him leave this way. Um, I think that he wanted to stay. I think that he knew that the writing, their handwriting was on the wall and he wished that things could be modified and he could ultimately stick around to turn this around. But Mr. Kraft decided to move in a different direction and he's man enough to accept that because he's about accountability. And over the last four years, the New England Patriots, since Tom Brady has departed, has simply not measured up to snuff. Um, when I think about it and I get sad about that because he's so great and he's accomplished so much, but I don't care what anybody says. He is going to always be remembered along with those six titles as the guy that helped nudge Tom Brady out the door. And when that is a part of your legacy, of your resume, that's not very flattering. The championships can overcome it. We can appreciate the greatness. We can know that it exists. We know that it's earned. We know that he's one of the great ones of all times, if not the greatest of all time. But that's tinged with what I just said about Tom Brady, um, combined with what has transpired since Tom Brady has departed from New England. And that's the way I look at it, and that's why I don't feel celebratory uh, for those reasons. Mm. Um, these are the last two great American sports dynasties. Mm. They are. That, a strong take, and with, you're with, right. With what Coach Saban accomplished at Alabama and in the shadow of Bear Bryant and winning one more national championship than Bear Bryant did, and then with what Coach Belichick did 
We have to remember in the era of the boom of free agency in the NFL and going against one of the greatest quarterbacks ever on a consistent basis, Peyton Manning, he built the greatest dynasty in the history of the NFL. These will be the last two great American sports dynasties because of free agency in the NFL, the salary cap, and NIL in college football. I think we're going to see Coach Belichick somewhere else. I think we're going to see Coach Belichick break Don Shula's winning record. Mm -hmm. I don't think we will ever see anybody win the amount of national championships at one school the way that Nick Saban did. And the last thing I will say is my favorite Nick Saban quote ever is mediocre people don't like high achievers and high achievers don't like mediocre people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm Great sure quote. Stephen A. likes that one as well. Yes, I S. do. He told me that several times. I love that quote. Essay, where did, would you like to see Belichick go? <sighs> I guess you could say Washington. Uh, they do have the number two overall pick. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say them. I just I wonder because of Josh Harris, Magic yep. Johnson, now Bob Myers. I wonder how that all works. But Washington is one, mm-hmm. is one uh, Tennessee. Interesting. We will leave it there. We are going to head out live to Foxborough, where Patriots owner Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick will be speaking. We're going to send it out to Sports Center's Hannah Storm, my girl. Hi, Hannah, and Randy Scott. We'll take you live to that press conference. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.